Hey everybody, Allie Martin, visibility expert here. I am going to be giving you my review of Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller today. So stay tuned so you can hear all about this great business book. You're listening to Selfish. This is where we bring self-care and bravery together to encourage you to follow your dreams. Here is your host, your favorite selfish enthusiast, Allie Henry Martin. So I don't know about you, but I've actually been following Donald Miller as an author for many years. He was a Christian author previous to writing business and marketing books. And so I've actually purchased his books for many years. And I was really intrigued when he made this shift and switch to marketing and business um, author and teacher. And so with my group program, the VIP Accelerator, we work through a business book every single month. I send you the physical book in the mail along with some fun goodies and we work through the book together as a group throughout the month and we meet in sort of a book club style uh, every week during our trainings to discuss what we've read the previous week. And our last book that we completed was Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. And I have read some of his other business and marketing books and found it to be just so clear cut. His writing style is just, there's no fluff. There's nothing you have to really struggle with to get by. I do have my MBA, but you definitely don't have to have an MBA to read through any of his books which I say that as a compliment because he just really gets down to the basics and um, and gives you the facts of what you need and makes it very easy to understand and gives a ton of great examples. The examples are probably one of my favorite part because it, it really just kind of brings it to life for me. Whereas there's definitely some other books out there that while very needy, take uh, a little bit to get through and are a struggle sometimes. Um, to understand and comprehend the tactic that they're trying to share with you. But I've marked four sections in this book that I want to read from directly um, just to kind of give you a taste of what this book is like if you were to read it. I will say it is a very easy read. Let's see, there is 228 pages, so not at all difficult to get through. Um, and he breaks it down by very small sections. So uh, I also find that to be enjoyable to kind of help get through content and not feel like it just drags on and on and on. So the very first section I highlighted um, is on page 47. And he writes, when we identify something our customer wants and communicate it simply, the story we are inviting them into is given de definition and direction, which is interesting because I think Donald does exactly that. He creates what we want and communicates it very simply. Um, and so he goes on to give some examples. So he said, like a financial advisor would say, a plan for your retirement. A college alumni association would say, leave a meaningful legacy. So he's referring to these phrases that give us clarity on what you do within that one phrase. So a fine dining establishment would say a meal everyone will remember. A real estate agent may say the home you've dreamed about. The bookstore would say a story to get lost in and a breakfast bar would say a healthy start to your day. So what are these 
things that we want to achieve? What are these desires that we have and how can we integrate them into our marketing so that people read that and go, yes, I have always wanted a healthy start to my day. So I'm going to go there. Oh, I just have this desire to just get lost in a book. I'm going to that bookstore. It, it kind of eliminates all of our competitors. It eliminates all the other choices out there. We lock in our lock our focus in on that business. So I just think that's really cool. Um, I, I really just find that that one phrase can be, and, and really this is towards the beginning of the book, but um, through several of the places where Donald shares that we need to be implementing a, a call to action or a phrase above the fold on our website, that phrase that we develop can make it powerful in all of those places. And it's just something like once you write it once and you nail it, you can repurpose that everywhere. And that makes you very consistent to your audience. They start to read that phrase on social media, on your website, in your print piece, on your ads, and then they start to understand exactly who you are. And they go, yeah, she's consistent. She's on point. I trust her because what they're seeing is across the board the same. So the next section I am going to read is on page 81. And this is really about how you demonstrate authority, which as a visibility expert, that is something I'm really passionate about with my customers and my clients is making sure that they can establish that authority. They can um, become that leader in their industry. And there are four ways that Donald shares are the right amount of authority to add to our marketing. He shares testimonials are a great place to allow the others to do the talking for you. Let other people talk about how great you are. I can tell everyone on this video today, I'm so, so great, right? And you would go, I don't know, are you? <laughs> but if I had somebody else come into this and say, actually, I really loved working with Allie, you all will love working with her too. You would trust that a little bit more. The second one is statistics. Uh, I really love using statistics and I even use this with my college students when I'm talking with them about their resume and, and what they can share when they're in job interviews. Finding a stat that they increased social media engagement by 200% for a client they worked on. They grew the following count by 75% over the last month. What are those stats that help tell your story and allow others to go, yeah, I want those results as well. The third one is awards. This is a huge one that we can work really hard. We can fill out a ton of applications to achieve these awards. And then we go, but I'm not going to tell anybody. <laughs> we, we have something like this happen and then we don't tell a soul. I mean, it's wild to me. Um, it also, I think about awards in similar fashion that I think about with media opportunities. So we work really hard to pitch ourselves to get that podcast interview. We do the podcast interview, we nail it. It comes out a couple weeks later and then we don't want to share it in our emails or on our social media. Why? Because it feels like bragging, but 
uh, that is what is required in order for others to see us in that authority light. So share those awards when you get them. Make sure you are shouting it from the rooftop. And then finally, logos. What I had just mentioned, um, he's referring to logos of other businesses that you've worked with. Um, I also like to think about this in terms of media opportunities. Everybody wants that media banner on their website of as seen on NBC, ABC, Fox, CBS, all the different outlets. They want those logos on their website. And it, just agree with me on this. I'm sure you will. If you are visiting a website and you scroll and you see that banner, doesn't it give that person a little bit more validity, a little bit more credibility? Because you go, oh, wow. Oh, they've, they've been in the New York Times. Well, they must know what they're talking about. So I think that's, you know, four really key points to keep in mind when you want to help tell that story of your authority without really having to say it yourself. Allow the testimonials, the statistics, the awards, and the logos to speak for you. The third section that I want to share is on page 118, and this line that I have noted, Donald says, successful brands like successful leaders make it clear what life will look like if somebody engages their products or services. So this idea that we have to make it crystal clear to our clients and customers of what the step-by-step -step, uh, process looks like to work with us. This was such a big aha moment when we talked about this in the VIP Accelerator group. This idea of we say like all day long, like work with me, work with me, work with me. But if we take a step back and we can say, this is what it would look like to work with me. We'll set up a consultation call. We'll talk about what your goals are. I'll send you over a proposal. You'll take a look at that. You'll accept it. And then we set up an onboarding call. From the onboarding call, I dive deep into your one-on-one -on -one strategy. I'll send that over to you. We'll have our next call. And then from there, I run with it and I can either do your social media or I can do your public relations and we will have monthly check-in calls to make sure we're all, we are all on track. That's truly what it looks like to work with me. And so whenever I can convey that message, even not having to share all those specific details, but being able to make that clear with my customer makes them feel more at ease. It makes them feel more comfortable. What I really like doing when I'm working with a brick and mortar on their social media is I like to show what the building looks like from the outside. I like to show what the space looks like inside. And I like to walk, do like a walkthrough with a video. I'm not a nervous person. I'm not somebody that um, is uncomfortable or gets anxiety thinking about going to new places. However, I know in the back of my mind I go, Wonder what the parking situation's like. I wonder what it looks like inside. Like I just start to think through those questions. And anytime we can come ahead of those questions and we can answer them for our customers, it puts their mind at ease, particularly if they are people that have anxiety or they get a, just a little anxious thinking about something that they've never experienced, going somewhere that they've never been. So this idea that we can show them what the outside of the building looks like, 
they will already have seen what's inside. So then when they get there, they feel, it feels familiar. It feels like not a new scary thing that they're doing. And some of you watching this may think that's silly if you don't get that anxiety, but it is very real. And anytime we can uh, get ahead of those concerns and ask, answer those questions that our customers are going to ask um, will truly help their experience um, throughout. And I think that backs up what Donald is saying here by saying, make it clear what their life will look like. But he's also making the point of what their results will look like. So if we save our customers time, we need to make sure that's very clear to them. Because somebody that is running a mile a minute may not have time to stop and listen to our marketing. But if we can say, we're going to save you 20 hours this month, they'll say, wait, what? Okay, I could use 20 hours back in my time. Or maybe it's money that you're saving them. You could say, I can save you $10,000 on your taxes this year. Wait, what? Yeah, I'd like to save $10,000 on my taxes. They, they stop and pay attention. If they are truly your audience and they're your target demographic and you're speaking their language, it will make them perk up. So this idea of walking them through the process of what it looks like to work with us, but then also making it very clear what life will look like after they have worked with us, what their results will be. So finally, the last section I want to share is on page 136 where Donald writes, once we know who our customers want to be, we will have language to use in emails, blog posts, and all manner of marketing materials. There is this idea that, um, and I said this a lot in the VIP Accelerator program of know your customers. Who are your customers? And that was very one of the very first lessons we talked through is like build your customer avatar. And I think this is an exercise everybody wants to gloss over. And I certainly did the very first time I was approached with this exercise. But everybody just is like either A, I don't know who my customer is. I, I don't know. I've worked with everybody and anybody. Or B, um, my customer is everybody. And I definitely feel like I understand both of those mentalities. But this idea that of us getting very specific with who we want to work with. So it doesn't necessarily have to mean I, I, I know this demographic is the main demographic that works with me. Maybe you want to work with this demographic over here. So you need to start speaking their language, talking, uh, uh, using the phrases that they're using when they're talking about the frustrations that they have in their life and their business. Um, so what are those things that we can pull out that will help us achieve those goals? Um, and really this idea of we have to get to know our customers in order to do that. In order for us to know what those phrases are, we have to know them. So in order for us to know them, we have to know who they are so that we can connect with them. So this is something that's I really like whenever people are doing the question boxes on social media, particularly Instagram stories. And you will see people drop in their suggestions or their questions. And this is a really great way to get a pulse on what people care about and what people are curious about. I really like doing this after a speaking event um, and I'll open it up for questions. Um, I'll get a couple of questions during that part. But then I, I like to stay after and meet with the audience as well. And people will come up and <laughs> it's funny. They won't want to ask that question in front of people 
but then I'll get three of the same question one-on-one. -on -one. And I'll think if one of you had just asked this out loud, it would have answered everybody's question, but nobody wants to do that. They, they wanna talk to you one-on-one. -on -one. But I really love it because it gives me insight on what's going on in their mind. What are they concerned about? I know a question I get all the time is, why do, I haven't been using a social media planner because I know the algorithm dings your content whenever you're using a planner to share that content with your channels. And there's definitely some truth to that if you're using a platform that is not a, an approved partner to Facebook and Instagram or whatever uh, platform you are posting to. But that's definitely not the case if, if it is an approved uh, partner. So this idea that they've been holding back from using a great tool like a social media planner because they think it's going to ding them. And that's their concern when I bring it up and say like, oh yeah, you need to be using a planner because you can batch create your content. And they go, oh no, 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 because I heard of this. So really kind of squashing those misconceptions, like that's huge for me because like I see this relief come over them when I say, well, no, the, the ones that I shared are approved partners. You will see no change in the algorithm if you're using that versus just posting natively from the app. And um, that's really fun to see. And um, I, I want to do that more. So having those interactions either on social media, either in person, um, but also doing surveys. They are definitely something that a lot of people still do. And you should still be doing them. Um, you may not get a large return rate. So do something, add some type of incentive that allows you to um, get a bigger return rate on those so you can get a larger sample um, size. But um, the, another great way for you to just hear those words directly of what people are struggling with, what they're looking for, and being able to use that exact phrase in your marketing. So I hope by me sharing those four sections, it kind of gives you a better picture of what Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller is like. And I would encourage you to read this book. It's very easy to read and it will give you a ton of information on clarifying your message so that customers will listen. And before you go, because you stuck around to the end, I wanna share with you, I'm giving away two of my favorite books in business just because, just because. So I mentioned building a story brand is easy to read. One book that maybe is not so easy to read is Influence, but it is by far my favorite business book so far. So if you want to enter in to win this book, Influence, and it's pretty thick, it's, it's lengthy, I will send it directly to you along with Russell Brunson's The Funnel Hacker's Cookbook. This is my favorite resource whenever you are planning out uh, funnels because he has truly it is a it is a cookbook because he has all the recipes laid out for you and my favorite part is some of the pages even pull out further than the book because the recipes or what I'm calling recipes but are his uh, funnel steps just go on and on and on. So he has to make the pages even longer to do so. So I will send you the Russell Brunson's Final Hacker Cookbook and Robert Caldini's Influence. 
by entering in on my Instagram page, you can go over to there and you will find all the details on how you can enter in to win these. Just something fun. I just wanted to pull out some of my favorite business books and be able to share with you all as we go into this second half of 2022 and being able to reach our goals that we set at the beginning of the year. So if this is helpful to you, make sure you subscribe so that I can be in your ear as soon as I drop the next episode. And um, let me know in the comments if you're watching on YouTube or by sending me a DM on Instagram if you're listening to the podcast. What you think? Are you going to read Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller? Or do you have any other book suggestions for me? That's all for now. Talk to you soon. Bye. Like what you just heard? Visit us at SelfishThePodcast.com. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes today.